Welcome to the Soma Soulworks Podcast. We hope here to equip, empower, and inspire a global community of creatives through rich, Christ-focused conversation. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, and welcome to the Soma Soulworks Podcast. Uh, today, it's me, Hunter, and with me is Aaron. Hello. And Sammy. Hello. And today we're doing a little bit of rehashing what we've been talking about in our own office kind of Bible study that we call Jesus Time. Uh, For the last month or so, we've been talking about uh, wounds and kind of our past hurts, some pains that we've gone through and um, how they develop um, and shape us and kind of what we can do to um, not get over, but learn from and grow from those kinds of things. And so Sammy and Aaron both actually led some of our discussions and talks and lessons that we did. And so I'm going to hand the mic off to them to talk a little bit about what they got to talk about with us. All right. Well, I'm going to start since mine was kind of uh, earlier in the chronology. Um, so there was a few talks before it, but the the crux of it is that anything that happens to us Um, any experience in our life, uh, we interpret, we, we, our brains, our hearts decide what that experience meant and uses it as the, you know, to, to go forth and continue being human beings. So, uh, most of the time, you know, that kind of just, things just happen, we adapt, we go, we go forward. But every now and then there's these really big key events that could be just a casual everyday occurrence for somebody else, like just an offhanded comment or um, even just like a, a, an offhanded action. Thing, things um, happen where the interpretation can get really muddled. Like we come to a crux of like deciding, oh, they, you know, weren't as excited about my report card as I was, they, like, I'm not good enough yet, I'm going to continue to be, um, you know, you you make an interpretation, and then from that, there's sort of a course of action that comes out of it, which um, can turn into what we call an agreement, which is like, um, like, oh, they don't care about me, or (laughs) sort of a lie. Uh, can be, they can be lies. They can also be actually truths. That's true. Um, in the example you gave, it's a, it, an agreement would be, I must be better about my report card so that way people will acknowledge me. Mm, yes. Yeah. So, I think it's that last part is the key is it, that so that people will acknowledge me. Like yeah. I can only get the attention that I crave by doing this other thing. Yeah. That's what they, uh, at least what we've come to know as agreements are. It could also be a tr- uh, more of a, a good thing, a good truth, rather than in that case where it's like more of a, hey, I have to earn people's love case, where maybe not in that exact, I'm not going to use that example because I don't actually, I can't think of a good twist on that right now. Um, but a, a different example might be, um, I am worth, I, I'm worthwhile even if people don't um, acknowledge me. I'm not sure it's really an agreement if it's uh, if you have the truth. So like the agreements, I mean, well, maybe. So the crux of this ends up being is that there's kind of you you come to a crossroads and there's two paths. You can align with 
God's version of the truth, mm-hmm. um, which would be these these good things like I am worthwhile no matter what I do, um, versus um, something like I ha- I have to work to earn earn this love, um, and that's you know sort of corruption, uh, a lie told by the enemy or just or by the world around us. This sort of like it's not in line with God's truth. Mm-hmm. And so the trick here is navigating, first of all, recognizing where these interpretations are happening or have happened in the past, and then being able to take action to either A, rewrite that that agreement to be in line with, with God's vision, or uh, and or to, like, moving forward, <laughs> try to nip those in the bud before they become an agreement. Yeah, and so there's kind of two parts that this these wound these wounds these agreements um, tend to hit us. Part of it is on the spirit side. Um, this is something that I ended up talking about uh, during my talk with, during my talk, which was more on like how do we heal from these things. Mm-hmm. There's steps that we can take to heal the spirit part of this wound, which mm-hmm. is you typically like it, uh, a, a very po- uh, a more popular method now is to go to therapy to talk through it with people to to get advice from people to work through it. So you can also, so you can look at your own wound, have a better understanding of it and start to take uh, practices to work past it. Mm -hmm. That's ways you can hear that, heal that spirit side. Wait, am I talking about spirit soul? I can't remember which one. Um, I'll be honest, I lost track. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I I should remember this, and I forgot my. I thought about bringing my notes with me, and I did not. So, um, <laughs> one of these words is spirit. One of them is soul. I'm going to stick with what I started with here. I might have the wrong. I might be having to switch these around later. Um, but um, so you get spirit wounds, which I was just thinking about, where it's a. There are definitely some man created methods to and God like approved methods uh, to help you deal with this, deal with them, help you learn how to, to heal. And they may leave scars. It's it's not scars, but we're getting to a place where you, where they are no longer, um, one of the ways we, uh, talked about it in the, was was in terms of like physical wounds, you get your open wound, you have your scab and then your scar, Mm -hmm. your scar might like ache a little bit if you stretch the skin too much or like a muscle or something like that has that going through depending on how deep this wound is. But scab is something that you might accidentally tear open and then it's open to infection again mm-hmm. versus the open wound is like just straight open wound. It's it's open for infection. It's bleeding. It is active. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're aiming to ultimately get to the scar point of wounding where it's, it's there. It has affected you, but you know how to work around it. You know how you can work through it. It's fine. And it doesn't, it no longer, um, it will no longer like force you to work far differently in your life yeah like taking the power away from it yeah, getting to a point away. where like these these moments these integral moments like they are a part of you um and they will never go away and it's about embracing them in the healthiest way possible instead of yeah don't not pouring salt in that wound not letting that wound stay open and fester and just get yeah. worse and worse until mm-hmm. you're kind of like pushing people away or creating um neil gave a talk about the false self which is the um outcome of these untapped woundings where um the ag- agreement gets confirmed enough that you're putting up this whole facade 
just to protect yourself from getting hurt there again. And, you know, so that can be overworking, you know, to be like, I have to maintain my grades, but then suddenly having good grades isn't good enough. I need to get better grades. I need to be better than the best. I need to be at the top of the top. I need to just keep climbing that ladder because I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. (laughs) Or like, um, yeah, the walls we build to keep, keep the dangers out. (laughs) Uh, but one of the things, going back to kind of how we heal the things is that one, we can work towards the, we have some methods that you can take on yourself, like to actively go like, go work towards things but there's also a spot where on your soul like with your soul wound the soul side that has been wounded by these same pieces but that's this piece that can only ever be healed by christ Hmm. and it's the answer becomes it's both simple and hard in the way traditional way that christian christianese is like christian um, practices can be like Mm -hmm. where it's like the simple answer, and really is the answer here, is that you have to give everything about it to God. You have to be willing to give up the hurt, the the frustration, the sorrows, even the joy might associated with it, with those wounds, or it, maybe it's a pride issue. Like, like you have to give those to God and make it no longer about yourself. Like you, you can, the only thing you can do to help combat this is to be um, in relationship with Jesus. And in relation, and making sure that he is the one speaking into these wounds and healing them. And that soul side never quite gets healed without with. It will never be healed, not quite. It just it will never be healed without him. And it typically, at least in my experience, from my own wound, woundings, it it's something that takes. It's one of those things that I constantly have to to be giving my um, those wounds to, those woundings to him. Um, because the enemy will poke and prod at those wounds and bring them up. I, um, one thing, one of my woundings that I have and that I've recognized recently and has, I can point to a bunch of different th- recent things in my past where it's like, oh, this was that wounding popping up again, this and this, this, is that I seek validation for my worth out, not in God, but in other people. And... So and with that, like, I had, for example, for example, I had a, a college boyfriend, who um, I was extremely hurt by when he, when we broke up, because he ultimately kind of read it as you rejecting me. Um, but also because I put most of my self worth in how he viewed me and not how God viewed me. Hmm. Like that, that that is one of the bigger examples in my life. I have some smaller ones. One of the recent ones was, hey, at work we had a game jam and. We decided not, as a group, we decided not to go with my proposed idea. And I got hurt by that because it didn't validate my ability as a game dev. That is so small. And at the same time, and, that, and on the spirit side, I've been working on, hey, no, I have to remember these things don't, they don't matter. Not this way. And the step with the other step I can take is to remember then also and I did have to take during the time I was like okay no God you got this you got me this is not important you are the one who validates me you're the one who makes who where my worth is is in that I am important about hmm. and like important because of you and what 
and I'm important because of you and you're loving me and you love me no matter what, even despite no matter what happens here mm. and no matter what happens in my life. And those kind of things, just like, and it's that kind of like healing where it's like small, small things will keep popping up on that particular piece for me. And this is just, it's, it's the best example I can give because it's my personal example of what a wound looks like and how it pops up in different ways. I think it's worth noting here that knowing what your wound is isn't even like half the battle. Yep. Like I, I also I've got these wounds that I've because this was one of the first talks that um, I mean it's it's the beginning of our our two year curriculum um, internally that we go through for our Jesus time, but it was also one of the really early concepts um, from even when I started in Soma five years ago. Um, and I've recognized my wound logically for a very long time, but the heart healing is still in progress. And it's like, and I, and it goes back to what you were saying that you're not able to fully heal without this sort of like prayer and trusting in God and stuff. And I'm sure, you know, part of like my heart has just yet to truly believe what my head is trying to tell it that it knows to be true mm. is that like oh that's a lie you actually don't need to have like utility to main maintain being loved and this and that and it's like but yeah you you can know the facts and reason your way all day long but your heart has to believe it and that's that takes time prayer and just so much heckin heck and work to just actually heal it emotionally mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean uh thank you both for sharing what you have um especially aaron for kind of opening about in your personal kind of and connecting it with your own story some of uh, how this has affected you but then how it's like still kind of affecting you while you were talking even though you said your most recent example of like the the game jam thing seems like oh, it's such a small thing you know mm-hmm. it's nearly inconsequential but really it's because of like some past stuff that makes it significant mm-hmm. like it's not just oh this would be a bad thing for anyone it's like well actually this is almost uh i hate to use the word because it's almost overused these days but triggering of something that's happened in your past mm-hmm. that really is just uh, stretching at a an old closed wound and um, mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's very real and I think there is a big uh, story and how I've kind of looked at it too and how we empathize with others and recognize that in other people is that there might be something for you that's is inconsequential and doesn't really matter and seems to be bothering someone else more and being like actually there's a lot of story that everybody has in them and there's a lot of history behind everyone's life and Mm-hmm. Why they're reacting or not reacting in a certain way that you would like them to is probably more deep-seated than, you know, you used the wrong milk in my latte. Here, here. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot behind that. And helping understand that in ourselves can help understand that in other people a lot more and empathize with other people and see people's pain for more than just... Uh, the hurt that they're going through, but the story that they have. And I also think it's really important to recognize the power you have over other people to wound them. 
Mm. Um, even beyond just like, oh, you could accidentally be, you know, poking at these wounds yeah, and, and causing un, what seemingly undue reaction. Um, you can also just uh, cause them. Like, just uh, simple things about, like, <sighs> trying struggling to think of a clear example that's mine i don't want to share other people's um wounds um i but like be i guess i remember a lot of times where me and my sister would just be laughing and having a good time and my parents would be annoyed because they're like trying to drive or do something Mm -hmm. and like so what's happening there is that they just need you know some peace and quiet or whatever the focus and they're being too um they're being sharp and, and snarky or, or whatever it is. But then a young develop my, my young developing mind is taking that as, oh, I'm not allowed to like have fun or this is bad. or you know, th- There's this interpretation there that gives room for the end to be like, this means you're not allowed to be happy. It doesn't, it's taking it out of context and, and using truth adjacent to be like, Yes, under this specific circumstance, you're being disruptive, but that doesn't mean every instance of you giggling and having fun is disruptive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, so just, you know, being more cognizant too of like just how you treat others and, and when, and I guess having clear and open communication, um, you know, especially children, they're like so easy to accidentally do some damage by just not being excited enough about something or maybe being too excited about something and then they get it in their mind that oh i need to just like do this forever like (laughs) i I don't know um yeah to bring the 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 real life example in there because i have um a almost two-year-old uh we've been in the last month or so we introduced play-doh to her and Mm. the first time we opened it up for her uh what like any toddler will do first thing she does is goes to put it in her mouth Mm -hmm. um and very unintentionally, one of the first reactions w- that we had was a very loud, oh, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> Which then she started crying at. Because we don't usually react that way to her doing things. Mm-hmm. And it was... And she has since like been very like not... She doesn't put it in there because we accidentally scarred her. <laughs> we accidentally... We didn't intend to... It wasn't our intention to... For that, our intention was to stop her from eating the Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. And we did, but we have. She to... learned the long le- wrong lesson. She she, has... she learned Plato bad, not Plato in mouth bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she used uh, admittedly last time that she played with it. She did put. She did start to like pretend to eat it, and someone mm-hmm. made it in her mouth. I'm like, okay, fine, but at least you're not actively trying to eat it. It's more of a passive play yeah. thing. And I'm like, okay, uh, and but it was one of those things where it's like. We didn't intend that to be, and we might have accident, and we have might have left an unintentional wounding on her because mm. of how we reacted, out of a little bit out of I guess fear. Like Play-Doh technically is not supposed, to, it's not supposed to be toxic anymore, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the efforts of people who make it, uh, and knowing it's a kid's toy. Same yeah. with crayons; they're not supposed to be toxic anymore. Uh, but we don't want to have to deal with that if it is, and so as as the parents. Anyways, I that, that as a real life example of unintentionally har- harming someone through, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you both. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, 
we've recorded a couple other of these where we end with like share in the comments blah 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 but i think this is maybe a less appropriate one to (laughs) share in the comments some of your woundings but But we can point um, you towards um if you are wanting to dive a little deeper if you have like a trusted friend group or a church group or something we do have our small group curriculum um that's always available hunter writes us up these wonderful little like guided questions and prayers and extra reading and um this is a huge, huge topic. Like we said, we've been talking about this for a couple months now of just kind of every week focusing on a different little aspect. And it's just, it's a big, it's a big topic. Um, I really wish I could remember what books it, because like we follow a lot of love, what John Eldridge is, is speaking about. And he covers this a lot mm-hmm. um, through Wild at Heart and uh, the Anne Sons podcast and stuff. Um, so it's just really, a, it's a good a good um, topic worth delving into, um, especially if you recognize that there's something in your life where you are like, yeah, I overreact to this because of this, like, some incident in my past, or you, all you know is like, this frustrates me more than it should. Um, yeah, just encouraging you guys to look into that, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. You can find us online at somasoulworks.org and continue these conversations with our small group curriculum. We hope to see you next time and have a great day.